You would be bad in those colors. Like those would not be good colors for you. Purple and orange don't go good together. Yeah. People, it's it's gold, isn't it? No, no orange. this is orange and purple. Fucking <laughs> 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 idiot. Oh, we can cut that. <laughs> So you good. can't just cut everything, yeah. dude. What is an NFL quarterback room like? So, two years ago, I trained Sam Darnold and Josh Allen and Kyle Allen. That was my draft class. I think that this league is filled with opportunities, and the guys that, that stay in the league for a long time are the guys that take advantage of those opportunities. I'm just a big believer in repetition. And I'm a big team guy, and goals never end. I'm just a big, 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 big. And I'm a big team guy, and I stepped on that field today. That was good, man. If you've been through all of season one and you're here in season two, we appreciate it. These interviews in season two are going to be leaps and bounds better. We got awesome guests. We got great things. We're going to be doing a lot more things in person, a lot more activities. We're doing the whole thing in person. I mean, the whole we're thing. Gonna be sit down, yeah. We're going to walk, talk, play games, hang out. No more Zooms. But if you're yeah. here, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, keep subscribing. The numbers keep going up. Keep subscribing. We appreciate all the subscribers so far. If you're a repeat subscriber, if you've been a subscriber, appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are today. We spent the whole day with our guests right now. We went golfing with them. We played pool. I won both of those. We saunaed. We ate dinner. And now we are here in his beautiful living room with Sam Darnold. Sam. <laughs> Yay. Guys. Repeat guest, Sam. Thanks for having us. Appreciate yeah. you. Um, how did you feel about your golf game today? Just First of all, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. It's an honor. This is uh, thanks, guys. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's an honor. Uh, golf game was tough today. It wasn't your best stuff. It was not better. my best stuff. People are yeah. gonna see it. It's either a way, separate video. Either way, okay, it's either go way, viral. go check that out um, if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, subscribe. Um, <laughs> no, but it was it was uh, terrible. Yeah, I haven't played in like a week and a half. <laughs> your hands were uh, wet. Oh, hands were wet towards the end. Before. I did, I did win one hole. It was a par three, of course. Popped on it. Can't get off the tee if it's longer than 250 yards. Driver so. doesn't come out of your bag. I was surprised to see that. Normally, yeah. guys Yet. just want to grip it and rip it. Jeez, dude. Yet. Yet. Okay. Yeah. It had a it's early for a couple weeks, and then you put it. Back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hit a couple good shots with it. No, yeah. you played all right today, though. It was raining. Yeah. Sure. Um, but thanks for coming back on the channel. This is the off-season bracketology game for you. Mm. All right. You have very many different off-season activities that you like to do. All right, so we're gonna very set up. many different. So we're gonna go elite eight right now. We're not we're not doing sixty-four. We're going to the elite eight, right? Yeah. I'm gonna read you the brackets. I want you to decide which type of off-season activity you think beats the other one. All right. I thought you were gonna like say I got eight teams for you. You got to pick what team you'd want to go to next year. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that next. Actually, yeah. That's, <laughs> Perfect. So you want to do that? That was the backup one. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, all right, here we go. First one. Beers at the beach or beach volleyball? Beach volleyball. Mm. Mm-hmm. Active guy, right? Going to stand up or are you going to a concert? Beach volleyball, then beers at the beach. Yeah. yeah. Then beers at the beach after. <laughs> Sorry. You going to a stand up or are you going to a concert? Oh. Tommy uh, or concert? Really? Over stand up? I would have thought you said stand up. I would not have thought that either. No. Dude, because I, I haven't seen Chris Stapleton, haven't seen Zach Bryan. Mm. Like, I would love to go see them mm-hmm. before I go see. What comedians whatever. have you seen, though? Have you seen any? Not like. I mean, yeah. You're I've more seen Andrew wa- Scholes in New York, which was super fun. Have you been to a lot of stand up shows, or are you more no. like watch them? I just watch them. All right, so you pick concert. All right. You going golfing, or are you hanging out with the boys? <sighs> Can't you do both no, you at the can't. same time? One or the other. <laughs> golfing with just myself. Well, you can golf with like one of the boys. Like one you're going boys. golfing with me. Yeah. <laughs> me and you're going golfing, or are you hanging out with oh all? Golf the boys? with one of your friends, or hanging out with all your friends? Or, yeah, or hanging out with the boys, all of them. Um, all of them's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like four, a lot. Of four of them. Four of them? Uh. Tough. After that golf performance today. <laughs> uh. Oh, dang man. I'd probably rather right now golf. You golf. Yeah. Golf. That's what I thought. Yeah. All right. You go in sauna or you go in cold tub? Can't have both. Um, cold tub. Wow. Whoa. Over sauna? Yeah. If I had to like ditch one, like you can't replace a cold tub. Really? really? How yeah. often are you going? I just the way it made like afterwards. Yeah, you feel crazy. After. It's insane. I mean, yeah. although I felt crazy after sauna yesterday. Great. <laughs> but 
tough, dude. Nice stub. I have Your to go. Your going to be pissed at you. All uh, right, so we got beach volleyball or concert? Um, concert. Damn, concert making it. Mm-hmm. Golfing or cold tub? Ooh, golfing. Yeah. So, golfing or concert? <laughs> you uh, never knew golfing. how much you loved yeah, golf. Golfing. Look at you. Yeah. Did you know I was going to end up being golf this whole time? Oh. He should, rolls up in a master's hat and then God. he just oh, like lives it out. This, oh, yeah. Brought to you by Augusta, Georgia. Weird flex. <laughs> they don't sponsor <laughs> anyone. Have you ever heard of Burnham? Until now. Nobody. <laughs> Oh, that's dude, boys. Wow. look at you, you little golfer. You gotta go think to the about range it in that morning. way. I know, I right? I do love golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just played the worst, like, four holes of my life. <laughs> right? It's you got so exposed. That's actually not true. I was terrible when I first started. <laughs> Three four, you yeah. were really bad. You used to hit a high You had rate. the hand injury, too, a couple years ago. I remember you were so hyped. You're like... I'm oh, you just... couldn't start golfing. Remember, you were, no, you were thumb. like... We were talking during the yeah, season. You're like, I can't wait to come home and golf. And then you had like hand surgery and you like couldn't golf. Yeah, I had my thumb. For like a couple yeah. months. And you were, and then every, and that was like when him and Josh got like fully addicted to golf yeah, that offseason. Yeah, they got way better than me and now I'm catching up. Now you're catching up. You used to you're hit like, your hybrid from like 230 or from 140. I remember that. You used to stick your hybrid on par threes from like 140. Remember the par three 17 at Monarch? At Monarch, that's what I'm thinking of. It's a fucking 90 yard slice and just five oh, feet from the dude. hole. But I like... No trees over there, just and you knew how to uh, play it too. Oh yeah, those were the days. We got one more game. You gonna take a picture of it? Yeah, that's yeah, great. We spent a lot of time putting that together. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. good. So you've had some good graphics over the years. I've had some solid graphics over the years too. I'm sure you might have even had some good ones at Utah. Might have been pre-graphics, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. some pretty good ones. Yeah. You and Carson together. Yeah. Graphic. What are we talking? You'll about? You'll see. Yeah. Okay. So we just want you to rate how ridiculous these graphics are from one to ten. Okay. Just it's very simple. So ten being ten being the most ridiculous. Ten being like that's the most ridiculous crack I've ever seen, and one being like, yeah, I can see why they made that. Okay. Okay. Ready? First one. Oh, I didn't know that was the first one. Uh, my mononucleosis one's definitely gonna be in there. (laughs) (laughs) You got the little half. Look at the horrible. Oh my god! Is that even you? Yeah, it is me. Yeesh. I kind of look like I've had it's COVID bad. times in that picture, too. Uh, That's like Bortles with the wall. Like, and it's that a Washington sweatshirt that they Washington turned in? Washington sweatshirt. Look at the Houston Texans logo they put on there. They, like, wrote yeah. Houston Texans on it. That was off their Instagram. Oh, it's just a Clutch Points Instagram. Shout out. Good, dude. Shout out Clutch Points. Yeah, Free shout out. We're going to cut that. <laughs> Ten is bananas. One's like, that's pretty cool. Um... Yeah, I mean, probably gonna go six. Okay. Yeah. It's not like that crazy. Yeah, it's, it's not, not that, that crazy. crazy. To be honest, I was kind of pumped to miss the preseason. Days on Earth. <laughs> six men. How many days on Earth? What? Is this trying to say that they're young? Yeah, that is. That's a weird way of just saying their age. <laughs> so Why do they add up all their what? days? I'm gonna go seven. I can't even do the math there. Uh, that's a step above. I shouldn't have rated yours that high. Are we all rating them, or is it just Sam? No, we're going to let Sam do this. That's a seven. Yeah. That's, that's a seven, seven That is I don't so really odd. get it. I don't get it either. That is like the most hockey thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I've seen this Success on the field. 2.89, highest semester team GPA in team history. <laughs> Prepared on the field. <laughs> that's when Herman was there, too. What's oh Okay, but gosh. I would love to see, like, the, like... the previous high? No, not yeah, that. <laughs> but also, low. like, the other... Yeah, the other graphics. like other schools, like the other schools, like yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, some I mean, context. But that's it's definitely it doesn't that can be like number like one in the Big Twelve. Proud of two point eight nine. Um, team history. I'm gonna go five. Yeah. Oh jeez. The Queen's <laughs> final farewell. I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> this is so weird. Wait, what? Dude, look at Luau Dang right there, bro. Dang, the random Laker, Roy McIlroy. Is that oh, real? is it all British people? I'm gonna go four. That's weird. I would go like eight. Yeah, that one's weird. Crazy. Number of children. <laughs> oh, that's pretty that funny. It's weird. Weird. <laughs> that, that is so is like so unnecessary. <laughs> this is like exactly two years old because he has two kids on the left, but nine. Yeah. You want to hear something crazy? You guys probably heard this, but so, and this is gonna. I don't. 
I, I'm pretty damn sure this is right. So fact check this before we put this out. But I think Rivers, I think Rivers has either seven boys and two girls or seven girls and two boys. Okay. His like mom has the same is one of like seven boys and two girls, nine kids, and the grandma. It's it's somehow like there's three generations of the same amount of kids, same separation between boys and girls. That's crazy. Does he really have nine kids? He does have nine. But it's like the crazier thing is that like there's I think three generations and it's the same amount. This was two years ago. So he probably has eleven. He might have eleven, yeah. He might have bucked it. But his wife is a warrior. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like one of my favorite the, the people I've met in my football life, yeah. Phillip's up there. He's sick. Favorite dudes ever. Yeah. That's that's a seven. I just spit on myself. That's a seven. The fact that that's yeah, pretty ridiculous. Just to put that up and then and then that pose too, just to have Aaron looking like he doesn't have kids. Just I mean, that that's weird. No kids for me. Yeah. Yeah, that one's weird. <laughs> Out in <laughs> Dude, that is. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. My friends, dude. (laughs) A group chat of like 10 people. They're like, this is hilarious. Like, one of whatever. (laughs) It's probably like Lopes or something. Like, one of my buddies who. Dude, it's one of the funniest things. Who, like, doesn't care. Like, I'm sitting, like, at home sick, bummed I'm missing the game. It's just like, dude, this is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, that's. Oh, the picture, too. The look. You might get it, too. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is the, the video, it was like a video of me, and I was like, Oh, you were like, like <laughs> let's go. That was Broncos uh, country. Let's ride before Broncos country. Let's yeah, ride. Yeah, that's a, that's a 10. <laughs> when you're in season, what's the one thing you're like, fuck, I can't wait to do after the season. The boys. Golf. <laughs> dude, it's, it is best, crazy dude. though. It's yeah. like, I mean, yeah, I suck. And like, we all yeah. suck, but it's like, it's, it's fun to be able to go out and do something with, like I can do, I can like hang out with the boys like on the yeah. golf course and like and it's have pretty, fun and, and also nice compete. Out, and like, you're competing yeah. and you're trying to get better and yeah. And you're like trying to fix your swing exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just like all encompassing. Yeah. So, so you got the golf, and then when when we come here, most of the time when I come over here, like we're hanging, but it's sauna cold tub. Like I feel like you almost have saunas. Yeah, the whole routine that I have. Uh, back there and like after workouts and stuff is like probably right next to golf. Yeah. Probably a little bit behind. It's like a social thing though at this point. 100%. What we were it? just talking about it, dude. Like, because we never go 20 minutes or 25, right? Did we do 20 or 25? You did 25. I got in later yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So like I did 25, but like that's because we had a 15 minute conversation in the sauna. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, the time just flew yeah, by. by. Sauna talks are crazy. When did that start for you though? Like the whole sauna thing? Um, that was, that's a great question. Uh, that's Kolohe, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really? it was Kolohe. Yeah. So I met, I met Kolohe after my rookie <laughs> year. Um, so. Kolohe and Dino, pro surfer from San Clemente. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I didn't know Kolohe, um, until this, after my rookie year and we like, met obviously have a lot in common like compete at a high level all the things you know mental makeup's pretty similar so yeah. he uh he's just like i ended up going over to his house because he actually knew travis wilson mm-hmm. i went over there with travis wilson um former quarterback played for utah um like, good buddy from san clemente long neck <laughs> tall mm-hmm. really good at volleyball yeah really, really good at volleyball. um but yeah, so Travis actually knew him before I did, and he was like, oh, yeah, Clay, like, said we can go over and sauna. So, like, we just went over and saunaed, and uh, I, like, instantly fell in love with it. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I just, like, the way I felt and just, like, sauna, sit out. It wasn't even a cold tub at the time. I was just, like, washed off with, like, cold water, water and then just, like, sat outside yeah. for, like, 20 minutes, and it was just, like, the best feeling. And I just was hooked instantly. How long after the season do you think, like, like that stuff helps, golf helps, but, like, how long after the season's done, like especially this season when you've been through so much shit, like, how long do you think you're really over the season? Like, how long do you think it takes? Um, 
Uh, probably until I start learning a new offense. Yeah. Honestly, mm. just not over it yet. Yeah. It's not even that I'm not over it. It's like I'm still watching tape from that year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just like working on mechanic stuff, mm-hmm. and you're like, whether you want to or not, you can't really like put last year to bed before you start working on another year. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but like, obviously we're working on next year now. But like in terms of with another team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's with almost like you can like you break up I mean? with a girl and you can't really get over until you're like dating somebody new or like to almost like get your <laughs> mind off of it. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that analogy. Yeah. That's a good but, but no, just like have to get your mind off of it. Like, uh, sure. Yeah. Like a rebound. Yeah. In you, gotta, you gotta get a rebound. I mean, yeah. am I really wrong though? Um, <laughs> pretty right. You're not wrong or right. I feel like it's kind of a, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people do think that way, but I don't know. Like can't get over it until I'm, I mean, I, I've, heard guys say it like that even after a great year like if it was everything was awesome it's like hard to come down until like there's something new to focus on and chase and go get you know what i mean which is the next season you know and i think that's my point is like even like right after the season ends not right after but probably like a month after the season like i have a hard time sleeping Mm because i'm like i still want to like it's not that i want to work but it's like i want i'm like not tired yeah because like during the season it's like exhausted it's like seven to seven you mm-hmm. know or yeah. eight or six to eight or whatever it is like yeah. um not every day obviously that's mostly just wednesday and thursday but um there's some grueling days and like grueling weeks and especially like you know our situation was like so up and down at the quarterback position for our team yeah and so like sometimes like you know we didn't know until like obviously monday um who was going to be the starter and so it was just like all right like so it was it was just very up and down yeah. um that way like emotionally <clears throat> um but yeah i feel like you definitely need to take some time to like recover from that but then after a month i feel like like you kind of you start to like all right focus on the next year a little bit but yeah you don't really get over it until you start working in yeah. otas well let's go back on the year, like you, you talk about the quarterback situation, which was one of the most fucked around the whole league, right? Just crazy. But start from the beginning of it, right? We're working out. We've been throwing together every day in the summer, right? You're getting ready to go out there, and then we're all in the field together, and you get a call from I don't remember if it was RJ or Rule, but Matt Rule. I remember you're like Rule call from Matt Rule. Rule called, and then uh, I missed his call. Cause it was during our workout yeah. and then he left a voicemail or not. He didn't leave a voicemail. He texted me and was just like, uh, just sign Baker. Just wanted to let you know before like it got out basically. I just remember like you had been grinding so hard too. Like it was the best that you've been throwing. Man looking the best you'd look. Right. Yeah. Like you've been ripping it. Dude, like everything was going great. And then like, I could just remember the look on your face. Like when that happened and just like, I was like, Fuck, man. Like, yeah. No, it was definitely, like, one of those moments that I'll never forget, like, where I was or, like, who was around me, all that. Career is just a series, like, it's a series of moments, and it's, like, because fast forward 20 years, you're not going to remember all the stuff. You're going to remember the moments, and, like, it's when you say, like, I remember that exactly where I was, it's like, I mean, I literally do, too, but, um, yeah, it, like, it shapes a year's worth of everything. You know, the right. work and, and the, at that point too, right? Like I feel like when those moments happen, like your mind goes super extreme, right? You like think you think of like everything. You're like, oh, this happened. That means this whole year is gonna go this way, probably, <clears throat> right? And like mm-hmm. you could have never imagined how the year was gonna go. So we fast forward to to preseason, right? You guys have been battling it out all camp, splitting one reps, right? Going to ones and twos every other day. They named, which was crazy. Which is crazy regardless, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about that with Trevor and um, Gardner Minshew two years ago. Remember that? They split the reps, and then they just traded Gardner the at the end through. of camp. Right. Trevor got half the reps. Like, you're going to get your pick. rookie that's going to play the whole year? Crazy, right? But then they named Baker starter, I think it was before preseason two. Uh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. you blow your ankle, right? Yeah. Probably another moment in your life where you're like, I'm going to remember this forever. Oh, yeah. Is it similar feelings at that time, or is it worse at that point? Um, no. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's tough because, like, both situations, 
I would say the first one more so than the the ankle, like the the Baker getting traded thing was totally like out of my control. Yeah. Um, but the ankle was just like, obviously it sucks and like everything works out. It's I knew that like, how however shitty that was, like that was meant to happen. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. And obviously we found out later in the year and who knows. Yeah. But, like, immediately I was like. Could have thrown that ball away faster. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I thought you thought of first yeah. thought. I was not like my first thought. I was yeah, like, damn, my first thought. Was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, first I thought was ow. <laughs> first thought was first thought was I just heard it pop. I'm gonna try to stand up. Can't stand up. I'm gonna lay here <laughs> and see what happens. But no, so like I, that was like my after I like felt bad for myself or whatever in the locker room. Uh, my other thought which you have to in a you situation like that like yeah. you gotta like that moment of like i remember my ankle like you get hurt you're in the locker room by yourself like they probably like told you to go shower you're like probably in the shower by yourself and you're like why the fuck is this happening to yeah. me uh, like dude any so i totally believe this in any like life situation or um anytime you're competing and you lose a game it's different in the nba and all these other sports that play back-to-back games but especially in football when you have a whole week to uh, decompress like you need to like feel those emotions for 24 hours but then after that 24 hours yeah like that's got to be gone yeah like you got to talk to whoever you need to talk to get it out Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's yeah i firmly believe that um especially with football though um but yeah, so I felt bad for like longer than that because I had more time. Yeah, I, love that. Uh, I had about a week to feel bad for myself, um, especially because I was just like icing and yeah, doing MRIs do and stuff like that. Right? I literally you can't, can't even do anything. Rehab it but, at that point yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just did a couple sets of bench, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you probably did, dude. I remember who was telling me that. Uh, Keekly was saying that you were in like crazy shape when you were hurt that whole time. I was. Yeah, yeah, I was in good shape. Mm-hmm. Were you and Baker, and and you and Baker have a great relationship. Like, I've seen you guys hang out together in the offseason. Like, you guys are boys. Like, Baker's a great dude. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, all these quarterback competitions, mostly there's, like, mutual respect between the things. So it's never against you two. It's the same reason you guys, not to cut you off, but it's the same reason yeah. you guys made the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because there's nothing like a quarterback room. So, like, you you get in those rooms, and, yeah, like, we're competing. But at the end of the day, like, we are both put in the same situation our rookie year. Like, totally. basically. Yeah, you guys can just, like, you have so much respect for each other. You can and relate on so many different dude, levels. Dude, so yeah. much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's the best. It was the best. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys, like, did you think the competition was, like, pretty close during camp? Like, did you think you were playing better, but they signed him so recently, and, you know, they, they invested a lot in him, so you felt like he had, like, an extra push behind him? I know they named him captain, and sometimes, like, the captain thing is a little wishy-washy, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to say. Yeah. You don't know what, what goes on behind closed doors, yeah. even in your own organization, but... Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, I mean, we were, we were tight right from the get. We, yeah. I had a conversation with him, like, we literally, he was in, I put him in this group chat with, like, all the boys, like, because we were going out to throw, like, right before camp with the with the Panthers dudes and uh and I like put him in the group and he was super cool and then we actually ended up we went to Christian's um lake house like right after throwing and he ended up catching a ride with me so like we had like 25 30 minutes to just like talk for like the first time like in person just like hanging out and uh just like right from right from the jump it was like just connected on a level that a lot of people probably can't yeah um, but we were just like thrown in, like I said, we were thrown in the same position, um, from the moment we were drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just a lot to talk about, a lot yeah, to unpack and both been through it. And it's so crazy how connected it was. Cause I remember going through like your draft, it was who's going number one, Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. Baker wasn't even part of that conversation until 48 hours before, yeah. you know, he was, he was the one where it's like, that guy could go here or here. I don't ever remember one being a part of that conversation. You know what I mean? It was like, which one are they going to take between you two? Yeah. And and then the way that everything's played out is just nuts. Yeah. So you don't play. You're on IR for what? Ten weeks? Eleven weeks? 
I think it was the last six, right? I think it was. Dude, I don't even know. It's a lot of weeks. A lot of weeks. Regardless, yeah. is that the longest you've gone without playing football since you can remember? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you think that it actually helped your game to step back from it? Oh, I think it. I mean, a ton. Right. Yeah. Yeah, a ton. I think. Uh, I talked about it too on the previous episode, which if you haven't, you should go check it out. Yeah. First right. season. Yeah. <laughs> season one. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think it helped a ton, man. Like. Just perspective. It's what was it? Is it watching someone else do the right thing, do the wrong thing? Is it the approach? Is it just the break? It's not the approach. I think, like, are you talking about, like, during the week or, like... Yeah, where's, where do you get the value? Like, when, when you're, you've been a starter your whole life and now yeah. you're a starter and then, like, yeah. it's valuable. Where's the value? I think, like, my routine was always great. Um, yeah, your routine god. Well, it's just, you know, I've learned from Josh McCown. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's not a not a better person to learn from your rookie year. Um, so he kind of taught me about how important routine is. And, uh, and so that's always been really good. But just like my approach to the game, I think, changed a lot. Um, and perspective, too. Like, I, I watched, and I said this before, but, like, I watched Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and Aaron all struggle in the beginning of that year mm-hmm. where I could just throw on their tape and see why they're yeah. struggling mm-hmm. or, like, what's going on. Um, and I just saw a lot of it, like, wasn't their fault. Mm. And I think as a young quarterback especially, you make mistakes, and especially when you're, you know, you're, you're – top pick and you know you have such a young mind that you're like I gotta go and like because like high school college like I was always a really good player and I could always just do things and then the NFL it's like you know um, things need to happen and situations need to be good for you to have success as a quarterback Um, and but I do believe like some guys are very very talented and can be able to work with anything um, but it's after developing confidence, after you get in a good situation and, mm. um, you're finding success in a certain offense and with players and with a good defense too. Um, but I was just thinking like during this whole 11 weeks that I had to watch tape and see these guys struggle and PJ and Baker go through their struggles and their ups as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, man, like a lot of it is out of the hands of the quarterback. Yeah. Um, How did that change your like confidence level when you come back you get healthy you go in there probably the best ball of your career right um nfl was yeah i mean for for like weeks in a row yeah for sure yeah Yeah. i mean i've always i've played good football like a week or two or three at a time before but um never consistently enough to like uh make that next step um but yeah, I feel like I kind of, I kind of like found it and like found the rhythm of like being able to take that next step to like say, okay, you know, third down, we don't get it. It's fourth down, we punt. Um, I feel like the next series, if I was in that same situation on third down, I would try to force it. Yeah. Mm. And that's just not the game. Mm-hmm. Like the NFL, and you guys both know, but like the game is being able to, you know, if, you don't, if you're not in a good situation on offense, um, whether it's a guy missing a block or the receiver not running the route or you flat out missing a throw um, or you call a screen and the coordinator was like, dang, I wish I would have had that call back and it, you throw it to the running back, he gets tackled for a five-yard yeah. loss. Mm-hmm. It's like things are going to happen in a game where it's someone's fault, but it happen, it's second and 15 and you're behind the chains. It's like, you got to, at the end of the day, you got to be able to punt it and have your defense go out there and, and play you. If you turn the football over, <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so simple. Yeah, That's like really the number is. one stat yeah. for winning and losing is okay. the turnover margin. Yeah. That's one of the hardest things to not do, you know, like you've, been, you've gone through in spurts. Like I had a ton of turnovers this year, you know, and I remember Alex Smith, he said this to me. I played with him my third year and he was like, I was just asking him about like, you know, game management, two minute drill, like, like random things like that. And he was like, dude, like, I just kind of like 
figured out over my career. Like the more I just started making the right decisions, the more I just like, you know, checked the ball down, threw it away, like put ourselves in good positions, punted, you know, like all those little things. He was like, the more I found I had opportunities at the end of the game to go win it. That's mm -hmm. it too. Mm -hmm. And like the more you do that, the more opportunities, not just to go win it at the end, but the more opportunities you have throughout the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, good. like you look at it like turnovers or like lost series, right? Like 100%. you lose, like, like someone was telling me that's that this year. It's like, and you give them like 70 yards. Yeah. You're giving them yards. It's a lost series. So you go back and you're like, how many series do we have? Okay. Well, there's two or three turnovers, right? Those are three lost series in a game where we only have 12 series, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're like, like you're giving them like, yeah, three or four explosive plays, yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, I talked to the young guys about this, where in high school, the way that you get a quarterback gets recruited and becomes a five-star or whatever the offers and all that stuff is off being a playmaker, mm -hmm. right? Like, you're, it's your highlight tape. 100%. Right, it's not like check down Charlie's mm -hmm. getting offers, right? Um, and then in college, to have success, it's about making plays and then like learning how to put the ball in play. I feel like the league is putting the ball in play and then making a play when it's available to be made, mm -hmm. right? And so the really exciting famous players that have all the jersey sales make more plays, but there's some incredible players that play at a high level that are in it every single year who actually, I don't know if I've ever seen Tom Brady like make a, like, make a play, right? Mm -hmm. Juke a guy, stiff arm another guy, oh, and whip yeah. one 60 yards across his body, some of these superstar plays, yeah. right? It's about putting the but... ball in play, timing, accuracy, all that stuff. How have you seen that play out for you? Because you are, I would say, are a playmaker. Like, how's the evolution of your game been in terms of, like, putting it in play? The situation awareness. Dude, it's tough, right? In, like, high school and college, like, you escape the pocket. Your college highlights are dumb. Yeah. You're, you th yeah. you're throwing it, running plays. around, yeah. making plays. But, like, you break contain. You're either throwing it in play <laughs> to one of your guys or you're running. Yeah. Like, and I would say more often than not, when you escape the pocket in the NFL, you're running for four yards and sliding or you're throwing it away mm. yeah <laughs> like that's just how it is because those guys are so fast and guys defenders yeah and these dbs are very athletic obviously but like they're so smart mm -hmm. and they know just to plaster when you get out of the pocket mm -hmm. and hold and, and hold like they can get away with that shit when you get outside the pocket yeah yeah mm -hmm. and then i can count i mean so many times i've gotten outside the pocket in the nfl and you look if you look right, if you look right there and you pause it, the guy's open. Mm -hmm. And then you, fa you know, you yeah. fast yeah. forward it and it's a pick. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like the guy's hits the guy in the chest. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, damn, you know. And th those are the learning moments, obviously. Yeah. But dude, it's it's hard. Yeah. And it's hard to not like want to make a play for your team, right? Totally. Like especially when you're like, the toughest thing, and like people wouldn't understand this, but it's really tough, like when you're on a team with a really good defense, right? And you're like, like, yes, we have a great defense this year. Like, we're going to be awesome. And then your offense is just like, you don't really got that many playmakers. Like, you might run the ball kind of well, but, you know. And then you're in a game where your defense is balling out and your offense can't get it going. It's so tough. And it's like, you can feel the tension, right? The, the Gatorade bottles are here. The offense is here. The defense is here. <laughs> and you can just feel the fucking tension of the defense having to go back on the field after three three and outs in a row dead exhausted and like you'll see it sometimes there's like fights between the defense and the offense and like 100%. you don't want to like say that makes a difference in the way you're thinking out there but like after a couple three and outs you're like man we gotta make a fuck play for our defense mm -hmm. right now and that's when that shit happens 100 percent. and it's like a complete it's almost like a complete mental battle out yeah there. Like, and how I, can i stay in this moment and and those those moments where i was just like watching aaron you know just watching those guys and i was like if it's not there like i don't have to Take it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I can just yeah. find a smart way to throw it away or check it down. Yeah. 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 I just oh. thought that was really the Alex Smith quote has always stuck with me. It's like it's not about like checking it down and, and throwing away. It's gonna win you games, but it's gonna give you a chance at the end to be in the game. And then at that point, like you figure out what you want to do yeah. and how you need to make a play for it. But I mean you bought out the end of the year, right? You guys go four and two, right? Mm. Four and two. For a while, like I think four or five games into it, you were top two QBR in the league, right? Mm -hmm. You can flex that real quick. You can, you can smile about <laughs> Flexy. that. But you were killing it, right? And so it was you're, fun. You're, you're, five, you're five years in the league. We've kind of really talked about it already, but being five years into this, you know, going through fucking low, low, some highs, 
Like, what do you think is the most important thing that you've learned about playing quarterback? Um, I say this all the time to like whenever I'm talking to young kids, but like just having like a great like like great people around you mm-hmm. is the most important thing I think, mm-hmm. and that's and like I've learned that through playing quarterback and like being where I was like this is the worst, I hate myself, <laughs> to, oh, yeah. oh, we're playing really well, we have a chance at the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, and playing pretty well. And so I think it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be around people that don't treat you any different, uh, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been fortunate enough to, like, have really good parents and a good family, and then have really good friends from high school and college, and friends that I've met in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, that have just like supported me and uh through all the ups and downs and i think that's that's a huge key yeah um you know as much as we want to talk about ball which obviously we love doing that we will but love ball love ball um and golf (laughs) and golf (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but it's it's Uh. so important dude to like i can't even and it's like weird too because i don't think you can really seek that out no no it's got to be there yeah it's got to be there, and you got to have that personality. You have to be the type of person that attracts it too, where right? Like you, where you attract authentic people. Like if I like list your friends, they're all like, also dudes who haven't changed at all since you guys were boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your parents haven't changed either, so mm-hmm. I think you also have to attract that. And I think it's the, it's what obviously is helpful when at the hard times, but it's also. Like when you're on top of it, when you're drafted super high and you have those high hat, like they're also the people that kind of aren't going to even let you change, right? Or they, it, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I mean, we've all seen a lot of people change as they've had success too, you know? And it's, I think no, no. that's that, it's that vacancy of those like no, no, real no. people around them, yeah. Yeah. Sorry we weren't there during the lows, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's on us. Yeah. I was waiting for my text, I changed my number for a little bit. <laughs> change your number. Oh, I'll well, text you next time I'm going through a low and be like, hey, I was waiting for you to text me. <laughs> hey, why have you text me? No, I only text you after the great games, dude. Yeah. Dude, great game. Can I get a jersey, bro? Isn't that the funniest thing, though? Like, I was watching that, the the golf thing, the full swing documentary oh, yeah, on Netflix. The caddy, that guy mm-hmm. like a thousand The caddy, he was like over under like 1,200 or whatever yeah, text. text. And he yeah. had like 1,250. I was just like, dude, that's so crazy. Like, do you know what's Even crazy for him? It was a yeah. caddy, though. The like, caddy. have you ever had that many texts after a game? No, the guy no. seems awesome, though. He's 1,200 texts after a game? so many friends. No. Probably all group chats, though. Let's be real. Let's talk free agency. Mm. Um, I want to go back, though. We were talking a little bit about playing pool earlier, but the last time you were, it wasn't exactly free agency, but the last time you weren't sure where you were going to be playing next year, the next year was after your third year on the Jets, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember that time period being probably like one of the weirdest time periods in your life, right? Like, weird. I mean, I'm over here all the time. We used to come over, you know, I would kind of ask you about it. You didn't really want to talk about it. You know, I remember you probably opened up like one time to me about it. Yeah. Now you're in a situation in free agency where you're in a, you've played more ball, right? You have more tape. You have a little bit more freedom of your decision on this point. How much different are you feeling now between like actually being in free agency to being traded by the Jets? Yeah, I feel completely different. Uh, I think the first time with the Jets, it was like I don't think I really wanted to like let that go. Yeah. I was like, I have like unfinished business in yeah. New York that I wanted to like. They drafted me for a reason. Like I felt responsible, and this is the part about me. Like, there's more to, you know the situation has to be right, all those things for the quarterback to have success. And like, after a big loss in New York, I would like always blame myself. And Mm -hmm. like, I still kind of do that, but I'm more so like, dang, like, you know, yeah, I could have played better, but it just wasn't our day. And like, that might be like a sheep way of looking at it maybe, but I really think you have more peace of mind that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it's a little, it's definitely different because the Jets were in full control of where I was going. And, um, and you knew so you were going to get traded. So too. I kind of, yeah. yeah. But again, I didn't want to admit it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's tough. Um, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that new staff coming in. I remember there was some like. Yeah, you were fired up about the new staff. I like these guys, you know, yeah. that, that little limbo of like, we're yeah, not really well, sure what they're going to do. Was, I met with Sala. 
you know, like when he came in and I was just like, damn, I really like this guy. Yeah. I feel like he's like a, not a player's coach. He is a player's coach, but like, you got to be careful with that term. I was just a respectable, like, very respectable. A guy who's going to come in and build something that you maybe wanted to be a part of at that point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I knew like that Shanahan, like he was going to bring in, uh, Michael Fleur, Mm -hmm. uh, worked with Shanahan. Like, I love that. You know what I mean? So it was like all those things. Um, I was like, dang, like I could really have success there, but whatever it is, what it is. And so they traded me to Carolina and, but that, I think that's the biggest difference though, is like, um, I wasn't in any control. So I had peace of mind knowing like, okay, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm good. Like, like afterwards you're saying, yeah, yeah, like, or even, or even during, I was just like, okay, like it kind of is what it is at this point. It's tough. It is tough for sure. But like. When you think about it like that, it like takes a lot more weight off your shoulders, For sure. you know, and um, and so this is like kind of like, yeah, teams have to be interested in me, obviously, before I go there. But um, at the end of the day, like I'm it's still like I'm an unrestricted free agent, like it's my choice. You just know so much more about what you're and I know, yourself into now. I know more about like yeah. ball and organizations yeah, yeah. and yeah. offensive scheme, like. 100%. It's the same thing like with the transfer portal. It's like a kid transferring from one college to the other as opposed to signing with a school at a high school. Yeah. You don't know shit coming out of high school. Like you're going off recruiting trip, you're going off uniforms, you're going Dude, off, you, you know, know what I mean? Thing. When you've been to a school for three years and then you go transfer, it's like, I know I know exactly what I want and exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. And you get to be more decisive, so. Yeah, you're like those orange and navy blue unis. Oh, are man, sick, they got dude. the chrome helmets. Bro, they shot me the sickest video I could put on my Instagram. The dorms. There. All these kids are <laughs> the just. Dorms. The dorms. Dude, they're co-ed. They offered me a truck. <laughs> dude, you know I didn't want to go to UCLA. When they showed me UCLA's dorms. It was literally like a hotel room with two twin beds next to each other. And I was like, oh, I can't do this. Like, I'm not going to UCLA. I don't so want to spoiled. stay there for a year. Yeah, so spoiled. And then I got a one-bedroom apartment at. At a and by myself. For free. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're talking about, you know, you're older, right? You know what you want. You've been through it. So when you're looking at free agency, right? We're not going to ask you, like, what team you want like to go girls, to. It's like girls, right? Yeah, it's like girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him? like breaking up with a chick. Yeah. No. <laughs> when you're thinking about this, right? I don't want to ask you, like, what team you want to go to. But when you're, you're thinking about a situation... Like, what is, like, the key factor? Like, what do you think is the most important thing? Like, maybe it's a couple of things, but when you're Dude. looking for a team, like, what means the most to you? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's tough, right? Because it is the whole thing. It's not just one thing. Yeah. But if I had to pick one. You pick a couple. Okay. Um, you're a co-host. You can do what you want. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Kyle. What do you think the most important? <laughs> 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 right now... It's got to be scheme, yeah. like offensive scheme, really good coach, offensive mm-hmm. coach um, to be able to learn from. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's obviously a few others that I, you know, I mean, there's so much, like organization, like. Yeah, do you ever, like, think about. Like, how good the organization is, the culture there, like, the coach, like, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like long term, like do you ever think about like continuity of coaches too? Like how long they've been there, or, or like some people like even to like when you're getting drafted, you probably didn't think a thing about ownership or franchises or anything. Mm-hmm. Do you actually think about that going into free agency now? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, I don't think I'm in. I do think about that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not in a position to be thinking about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Other guy like. Other guys have been able yeah, like to Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers thinking about that. Yeah. Like they've put themselves in a good position to be able to think about that. Yeah. But like 100%. I can't really think about everything. I have yeah. to pick and choose my spots. But um it'd be I think it'd be really cool to go to a great system. So you think scheme scheme is number one. Do you look at coaching? Yeah, scheme and coaching. Scheme and coaching. Do you look at like Interesting over personnel? Yeah. Who the X is, oh, how I the O line is. No, that definitely factors. Yeah. For sure. But again, like, I gotta, I can't be picky, mm-hmm. you know. I know, but if you like, if you could choose, right? Like, say you had. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's coaching, coaching. Which goes with scheme and then personnel. Yeah. Are mm-hmm. like right there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I would agree. 
culture changes so much too each year right it's so you get rid of these two guys and you bring in those two yeah. and it, like it can change pretty quickly 100 i think don't get rid of those two guys and nothing's changing you know well, what i think, mean yeah i mean like the jets like before i got there demario davis was their mic you know or will maybe mm -hmm. i don't even know but um he was like a huge like part of that defense and a huge part of like Dude, he's awesome their cohesiveness as mm -hmm. a team um and he was such a great leader he still is a great leader for the saints he's such and a i've always been a too. huge fan of him yeah. but just like the way he plays um mm -hmm. but yeah i'll never forget josh talking about that like, dude, Mario was so good. Yeah, yeah, and it's important, too. And I think you see, like, some of these teams who have, like, longevity and continued success. They like, find those guys. Yeah, like, you look at San Francisco. Like, when you think of, when I think of that, San Francisco comes to mind, right? You have Kittle. You have their tackle, McGlinchey, right? Is that who that is? Yeah. Like, Jimmy was there for a while. And Trent Williams. And Trent Williams, Trent Williams yeah. who is recent signing but is like a Fred Warner. Fred Warner Fred Warner who's an insane leader Greenlaw their D-line who they've built that team around the D-line but those pieces are there right yeah. and they're and not only are they great players they're awesome like leaders and teammates yeah too. no doubt and that's so important for like you can have a lot of really good players and have like one good season you know mm -hmm. but I feel like for longevity and continued success like it matters what kind of a teammate you are no mm -hmm. doubt and yeah. I think I think GMs and coaches and owners, like, I feel like they kind of get that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, John Lynch and Shannon, I think Kyle just know exactly how important that is. Yeah. Mm. Um, the caveat, yeah, they got it's, you got to get good players, too. Let's talk about other free agent QBs right now, right? On the market, guys who might hit the market, right? You got... Oh, you got so many guys that are gonna get deals and so many guys that are gonna get deals right so like yeah. guys that are gonna get deals herbert hurts burrow, burrow um daniel jones is up for a deal lamar jackson lamar know. jackson uh, that that's the most fascinating chess piece out of all of them it's yeah it's wild and the communication there seems like crazy and like the fallout well, this, this, at the end of the so year so that's the thing is if you keep going on your list and name every single person there's agents involved there's teams there's this is getting leaked that I don't think anybody knows anything about what's going to happen with Lamar, which makes it crazy because he's doesn't he's not part of an agency. Yeah. Right. You're with CAA. A lot of people are with CAA. You know what I mean. A lot of people work together and all talking their friend. This is a unique one. And does he want to go back? Do they want him back? What does he want? He has to want at least what Deshaun got. At least. Right. I mean, he's been an MVP, and coming off of two hurt years. So you, I don't know. You can give him that. So like that piece, because there's a team right now. People will talk about Lamar, but nobody. I haven't seen a single thing on the internet anywhere talking about if Lamar goes, who would go to Baltimore. Well, exactly. They've built their entire franchise around his style of play. No, but there's no like Instagram picture of Sam Darnold in a Baltimore uniform, right? Like or anybody in a Baltimore uniform. Dude, it's just like. But the reason is, is because you can't like picture anyone else. Yeah. Like in a Baltimore Ravens uniform, I feel the like. Big Joe. Well, Joe, because he was the last one to play before Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would be bad in those colors. Like. Those would not be good colors for you. Purple and orange don't go good together. Yeah. People, it's it's gold, isn't it? No, no orange. this is orange and purple. Oh, we just got that. <laughs> it's so good. You just cut everything, yeah. dude. Like, think about, I just feel like he would. I feel like this is kind of a crazy thought, but like if you paid a guy like that, if you paid a guy like Lamar who has like been wanting to get paid for a couple of years now, I feel like that would just unlock a different type of like confidence in him to yeah. be able to go out there and just like Facts. play ball really true. and yeah. like do his thing that he did when he won MVP. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Cause I feel like, like, Probably a ton of drama this year around it. Hundred percent, right? and like, like he gets it's hurt. Always a thought. Yeah, he gets hurt. Like I'm sure he was really banged up for him not to play. Like the competitor that he PCL, is. PCL, you can't. I mean, no. his style of game, you can't. It's not a tough. But style. like, yeah. if I mean, he would have maybe tried to go out there and give it a shot. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. if, but the situation that he's in, I wouldn't have played either. Yeah. Like you know what I mean.
Yeah, you can't. And then, and we say that like they built their whole thing around him, but like, I don't know. I, I, you pick him up and you drop him off in, say, Miami. It's like, do you really need to change the team around? Yeah. I mean, that fits pretty damn good. You can run the ball. It's not hard to put in design quarterback runs. It's no different for the guys up front. So it's like, I don't think you have to overhaul anything if he does move somewhere. So I think there's a bunch of landing spots for him Dude, I think if they're willing a- to do it. And if you're Baltimore with this many different free agents, people like you, people like other guys, and a, and a draft coming up, they can get a shitload of stuff for him. So that's that piece where I go, I think the whole free agency, everything starts after like, what happens in Baltimore, Yeah. right? What happens in Baltimore? What happens in, in Green Bay? What do what those two guys yeah. do? And then all these other pieces. I just think if a team decides to pay Lamar, whether it's the Ravens or not, like, and he gets paid, he's going to go ball somewhere. 100%. That's. Well, and tickets will be sold. And you, you know what I mean? Like, the owners 100%. have a lot of different ways yeah. to monetize this. Winning is one 100%. of them. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So you got him. You got Daniel Jones, too. I think the Daniel Jones situation is super interesting. Very I, interesting. I think he is a guy who you look at, and I think a lot of people who know football and front office guys and coaches, like, you can see the potential in Daniel Jones, right? You can see how good he is. He's a big dude, too. He's a huge mm-hmm. dude. He can rip it. He can run. It may not always look the best, but, like, <laughs> he's got it, you know? Dude, he can move. He can roll, and he he's tough move. as shit. And he, yeah, he's tough as shit, right? And then, so you have three years where it's not the best ball, right? They don't pick up his option. Fourth year with Dable. He plays, I, wouldn't, I don't want to call it great ball, but he plays really good ball this year yeah. for that offense, right? And then you're at a point, right? And this, this kind of goes back to like the weird thing about free agency is it's like, it's not about like what you're worth, really. It's kind of just about what the market is at that point, mm-hmm. right? And so like, do we think he's going to ask for a ton of money? Like, is he going to get that money? If he, if he says no for a lot of money, does he go to a, a different place? I just think there's so many interesting scenarios that can happen around Daniel Jones. But in my opinion, I think his best bet is, is like they need to find a way to meet in the middle and he needs to stay in New York. Yeah, I, I definitely think I definitely think that's what needs to happen. Um, him staying in New York. Like, I can't see him going anywhere. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's different than the Tom thing in New England. Like, couldn't see Tom going anywhere else, but it's different. It's a mm-hmm. lot different. Um, but, but I mean, like, I I thought the same way about Tom. Like, I was like, oh, I can't picture him in the another jersey. Like, Daniel Jones played four years in New York. Like, it's different, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I'm not comparing the two. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it just sounds the hard way. part. I'm not. I'm not at all. I know you're not. I'm just I know saying, you're not. In yeah. my head, I would have never been able to picture and like yeah. you never know in this league what can happen yeah yeah for sure i'm kind of biased here just from watching and behind the scenes of josh and in buffalo with dable but i think so highly of brian dable as a coach yeah that i can't tell what's of the success that happened this year what's daniel what's dable because i just think that he's i think in, in a couple of years we're gonna go that's the best coach in the league. Kind of like for the last couple of years, we've said Sean McVay, that's the best coach in the league. For a long time, we said Bill Belichick's the best coach in the league. You can make an argument about Mike Tomlin. You can make an argument about several coaches, right? Kyle Shanahan's getting a lot of that. I just think, fast forward a couple of years, the general consensus is going to be Brian Dable is the first or second or third best coach in the league. I think he won coach of the year this year, right? Yeah, he won. Um, yeah, I mean, look at the way yeah. Josh... That's what I'm saying. And so it's like, so Daniel has this great year, and that's where I go, maybe it's Daniel's gotten way better, but he's dialing it up. It's not even dialing it up. Who's to say Daniel can't keep getting better? Exactly. 100%. Daniel, like, that's one year. Like, Josh started to, and Daniel's super smart, obviously. And um, I think he, I don't know, I just think he can continue to get better in that system. I agree. 100%. And when you don't pick up your option, and you got a head coach, and you're New York, that's all. That's as, about as much pressure as you can get on a young guy, exactly. right? You're singing for your supper from a contract standpoint. You've got a new coach who is a can't-miss. He just did this thing with Josh Allen over here. Like, so you better play good ball and New York. And so the scrutiny of every single thing is measured every single day, which you know better than anybody else in the room right now. Like, I don't know. That's not a super easy situation. Jimmy G is the most fascinating one to me because I think – I'm like a Jimmy Big G Jimmy fan. Stan. Like, I think Jimmy G, like, you watch his tape, 
And he's got some like plays where you're like, Ugh, but like who doesn't? Let's be real. I got plenty of those plays. For sure. But, we all do. <laughs> yeah. Everyone does, right? But I think he's so talented and so underappreciate underappreciated what he did in that offense. Now it's also the Kyle Shanahan offense, and can you do that in another place, right? But where does he fit in in the league right now? Like, do you guys think a team takes a chance on him as a starter this year? I do, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. I like him in New York with the Jets. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I think there'll be a lot of talk about other guys, but in that system, these young guys, you got to think Aaron's, well, Aaron's going to be a lot more expensive, I would assume. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Right? I mean, Jimmy took six in San Francisco this year, or whatever it was. So I think that system makes sense for him. He can clearly handle that market, and 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 he can play complimentary football. These young dudes they have there in New York right now in this defense, and that's going to be the heartbeat of it. And they have that's a lot of be speed. The brand. Ton of speed. A lot of speed. Um, I like it there. I think he's a starter. A little throw it deeper, check it down. Hey. Oh, let's go. Are you familiar? I am very familiar. Mm. All right. Watch deeper, every check it down. If you're new, throw it deeper, check it down. We're going to throw some takes from around the league. It's the offseason right now, but the draft's picking up. Free agencies, when this drops, free agency's going to be hitting. We're going to throw some takes. If we agree with the take, we're going to throw it deep. Mm-hmm. If we don't agree with the take, we're going to check it down. All right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So we're going to start with this Netflix is coming out with a new show. Kirk Cousins, Pat Mahomes, <laughs> makes sense. Marcus Mariota. So the take is that Kirk Cousins is going to be a Tiger King level star after Ooh. this show. You throwing it deep or checking it down? You going to me first? Oh, we're gonna go to Sam first. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> oh, go wow. to Sam first. Uh, I thought we were co-hosts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shoot, man. Uh, Tiger King's like, that's a crazy level of. I mean, everyone in America. Yeah. Knew who Tiger King was, which and during COVID too, so everyone was watching Netflix. That was right place, right time. You remember? It was right place, right time. We watched every episode. I'm the ones who got me on that. I yeah. mean, a lot of people. Obviously, most of America is into football, but I mean, everyone in America was into Tiger King when it yeah. came out. So polarizing. Um, I mean, if you look at if you were ha- gonna look at the numbers after quarterback is out for a while, and compare it to Tiger King, I'm gonna have to check it down. Okay. Respectful. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know about Tiger King level, but I, I think that people are going to see a different side of him. So I've heard something I saw leaked or whatever that apparently Kirk let the cameras, after of either a big win or a big loss, go back to his house, sit around his fire pit, and apparently he like vented or got really honest with the cameras. And apparently that's going to be like a moment. So if it's the Kirk that I've seen in that setting getting super open and honest after a big time game, it's be awesome. I think a bunch of fans are going to go, that guy's a little different. So I don't know about Tiger King, but I'm throwing it deep that Kirk Cousins coming out of this season, there's going to be a lot of people who either were talking trash or were on the fence on him who were like, actually, I'm a huge fan. Dude, and so many people talk trash on him, too. Throw it deep or check it Throw down? it deep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's going to he's gonna have a bunch of people You're that really all so of a sudden are Tiger like, King was. I like Kirk King. Tiger King, King was yeah. big. Yeah. Tiger King was really big. I think I'm going to throw it deep, though, too. Yeah. I think that just strictly off of though that so many people talk shit on Kirk. Yeah. Like if you go back and look at the stats, we looked at we had him on season one, and yeah. so I went back and looked at the stats. Right, it's like twenty six touchdowns, seven picks; twenty nine touchdowns, eight picks; like thirty one, six picks; like consistent mm. over the last eight years. And everyone shits on him because you know he's won one playoff game, which is fair, you know. Yeah. But I don't think people realize like who he is as a person, like you said. I haven't been around him yeah. much, but even just that one interview we did with him. Dude, he's the man. I know, I know guys who have played with him, and they're just like, dude, Kirk's the best. The best, like, yeah. dude. Like, you can't yeah, say a bad thing like about he, him. You can't. Yeah. You can't. I mean, other than like, yeah, like, is he corny sometimes? Sure. Like, with what he says. Yeah. But other than that, you're like, dude, there's literally nothing. Like, even that, it's like funny and like, but, you know, it's just yeah, like it's him. who he is it's too. Yeah, we exactly all said is. something where if it's on camera and somebody's like, eh, but oh, hundred yeah. percent, yeah. Wow. And just like the thing I will like, and this goes for anyone who's this way. Like he is one hundred percent himself all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I will always respect someone for for hundred percent. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do one more. Aaron Rodgers. Mm. We all know him, so I know him more than most. Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat. You've heard about it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. His darkness retreat is actually pretty normal behavior for an NFL quarterback. Throw a deeper check it down. Um, what are, can we talk about specifics of the darkness retreat again? Okay, yeah, let's take through the darkness retreat because yeah. I've actually dove really deep into this. Yeah. So 
so it was normal for Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so he was literally in like in like a hut in a hill mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. He had a queen bed, a meditation pillow, like a bath or a shower, and they had like a little slit where they'd slide him food through. And you literally would close the door and it's pitch black for three or four nights. It was four nights. It was four days. And it was completely, uh, completely dark. It's yeah. not like when they deliver the food, you get a little crackle. That was the whole point is that it's so dark that, and there's no sense of time either. Yeah. That's the trippy part. Yeah. Where everyone's like, there's a couple things to talk about here, but like it, the trippy part is the sense of time. You have no idea what day it is. It could feel like nine days. It could feel like 10 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. But it's complete darkness, and so you start having really lucid visions. I, I have heard of a couple people have done this, and it's this isn't ayahuasca. There's no drug. This is just food, water, bathroom, but darkness. So to throw a deeper, check it down part is somebody going way outside of ice and stem rehab. Ice and stem. Get a lift in. Get a run <laughs> in. This is like this is way out there. Um, ice and stem, yeah. Ice and stem. You've been out of the league for a while. Out of the league, yeah. <laughs> it's still they that way, bro. do that dude. anymore. 100%. I'm Everybody now. Oh, you have a grade three ankle sprain? No, throw some ice and stem. All right, we'll, so. We'll probably go backwards, though, since I'm co-hosting. We'll start with Kyle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I'm throw a deep check it down, then we'll go Jordan, then we'll go me. Yeah. That's great. Thanks, sir. Um, I'm throwing this super deep. Really? Okay. And so the, the question is, it's, it's normal behavior, right? And I think that as a quarterback, right? And we talk about this a bunch on the show. As a quarterback, you are literally the face of a billion dollar franchise, right? No matter where you are, and especially Aaron Rodgers is the biggest face of, of all these. Like if wherever he would go, he would be one of the biggest faces of any of these franchises, yeah. right? And as as a human, we're just talking about Kirk Cousins being himself, you have to do what whatever makes you make that decision the right way, right? Some people like wanna like consult their families. I know I heard this might not be true, but I heard um, who is the D lineman in Buffalo? Kyle Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he used to go supposedly on like a month trip by himself after the season to decompress and like get away from his family. Like everyone has their own deal, and obviously Aaron's like on another level with that stuff. But mm-hmm. if that's what he has to do to get himself in the right mind frame to make a decision, like you got to do it. So I'm throwing it deep on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I want to agree with you. I just don't have like a bunch of examples, so I have to check it down. But I, I, but I don't like, I get why he's doing that. You know what I mean? To to, people go towards something to seek clarity. Yeah. People go to a lot of different somethings to Mm -hmm. seek clarity. Um, I mean, he's talked about ayahuasca. He's talked about these different things, but the reality is, is like, he's not deciding between the Packers and another team. He's deciding between the Packers and what that means. Giant, this is a mega legacy type deal, yeah. right? And like to another team, what does that look like? Walk away from the game. What does that look like? You know, if that's on the table. So this is an insane decision and the well-documented part, like, like his, he's not together with his family. He's not married with kids. So this is one of the rare ones where they're in their late thirties and it's, and it's a, single dude who operates in his own mm-hmm. capacity. So I, I respect the fact that he's he's got to seek other way. Like for me, I'd talk to my wife. I would mm-hmm. my kids would factor in, my brothers and my sister and my parent. So I, I think it's a unique one where dude's thirty nine or forty or whatever he is. And so he's seeking clarity wherever he can seek it. And I've heard plenty of stories about other people who've done some different stuff. Um, but this is like such a mega legacy play and trying to figure it out that I'm not, I'm not mad at it, but I haven't heard enough stories about other people doing it to, to throw a deep, so I'm checking it down. Yeah, I think it's, well, I think there's two ways of looking at it, right? And I think Kyle kind of took the first way. It was like, yeah, it's, it's normal for quarterbacks, for leaders in general or like football players, yeah. but like quarterbacks specifically to like take some time and like go away, whether, however that is, however you do that, like, that's what I do. I like come back here. I decompress. I literally just chill for like whatever it is, a month, month and a half. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that part's normal for sure. But the second part is him going in the dark room for however many days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's just a little different, um, which again, like he's unapologetic. Which sounds himself. terrible, by the way. Yeah. Right? How, long, how long do you think you could do it in darkness? Well, dude, that's what they say about that's what's so hard when you're in prison and you go into solitary, like after you get in trouble in prison, it's like, 
that's like the worst part about it if you mm -hmm. ever do that because mm -hmm. you don't have any sense of time you don't have like anything any awareness of like what's going on you're just like literally going to the bathroom eating and going to the bathroom again <laughs> no but uh well, you get so terrible. stoked to go and to then the you drink water yeah too. you're like but, oh, uh, yes i have to go to the bathroom <laughs> but no it is it's like so different that i gotta check it down all right last question let you go to sleep just this year in general right we've talked a lot about last season like off season this year like football life everything like what does a great year look like for you like at the end of the year if you say like this happened this year or i felt this way this year what do you think is like a successful year for you this year oh man i mean there's so many different ways it could go i mean it's it's so hard to say like if i you know i mean there's so many different scenarios like obviously winning the super bowl right that's like yeah, it's biggest thing. The goal, right? You know, that's yeah. always the goal. Whether it's backup or playing. Mm -hmm. Like, you always want to win the Super Bowl, but I don't know. I think at the end of the year, it's how it is at the end of the year for me. Like, that, how I always want to end it. It's, you know, being, just understanding that I did everything that I could to play the best football um, that I could and be the best person I could be off the field. Yeah. And that's pretty much all you can really ask for of yourself. Facts. Thanks for spending the day with us. Yeah, of course. It was fun. Yeah. Was Love great. you, boys. Love you, too. I'll do it again tomorrow without <laughs> the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> if you're here watching the podcast right now, um, we spent the whole day with Sam, so this isn't the only thing we got. So we got a whole vlog. We golf, pool, sauna, the podcast. Like, this is how we're doing it in season two. We're spending the day with these guys. We're getting to know them. We're getting in their home setting where they feel comfortable, what they do in the off seasons. So this is obviously the QB room, and... This is just the place to be able to kind of feel what it's like to be um, not only a quarterback, but to be in the NFL and to kind of get the experience of quarterbacks who have experienced everything, the ups, the downs. Um, sometimes you feel like there's more downs, but you remember most of the ups. Um, but it is just, it's the place to go. If, uh, subscribe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was good.